0: Hey guys, welcome into a special Friday edition of On the Mast. I'm your host, Stephen McCary. Coming off a fun back-to-back here against the Suns and and the up-and-coming Kings, um, I wanted to talk about these games, talk about these good Clipper wins, and and talk about some of the key players um, from these past two nights. And I wanted to also today get into Charles Barkley's comments about the Clippers not making the playoffs. Uh, I got a special guest coming on. Uh, you you know him as the Common Critic, I know him as Brandon, uh, we're going to get to calling him here in a minute. Uh, I want you guys to, to remember to subscribe, I got podcasts going up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, everywhere you can get your podcasts, still waiting to get approved to Apple, but when it does I'm going to let you guys know and, and, and we're going to get it out there for you. Um, thanks for listening, let's get in. Hey Brandon, how we doing man?
1: good steven how are you doing
0: good for coming on
1: no problem anytime
0: hey i uh did you watch these past games from from the previous nights we had phoenix and sacramento on a back-to-back yeah i was able to to catch both of them actually good game. yeah they were fun games man um you know it seemed like a lot of people were going to discount phoenix and discount the kings i mean the clippers are atop the western conference standings but you know, I was nervous in both of those games. They, both of those teams can get out and run on you, and and they made it. They made they made me nervous. No, yeah,
1: both of them are definitely trap teams. Uh, especially what I was nervous about was the back to back. You got to look at these factors. You had Phoenix, a young team. Uh, they're fast. They could wear the legs out of the Clippers, and the Clippers go back to back to the the Kings, who are also a fast team, and they're just coming off what was it four days of rest or something.
0: Four days rest. Yeah, yeah. they had not so played a I, I game was since best Sunday night. About Sacramento. I don't know if you caught this, man, but this was the first time I really got a chance to see to see Sacramento play. And De'Aaron Fox, he is he's quick, really, really quick. Yeah. He really pushes yeah. the ball, pushes the pace for that team. Absolutely. I, I mean, he really gave the second unit. Um, I I didn't think Lou Williams could hang in there with him. He was kind of a net negative last night. Um, Milos was – he got his butt yeah. ran off the court in the first five minutes that he played, and I was calling for Doc to put Shea back in. You know, Kevin Durant speaks very highly of
1: De'Aaron Fox, and I think that, that really says a lot. Um, I believe he's another Kentucky boy just like Shea. Um, I like the, the Kentucky guys, you know. That's a good program, and that often makes me nervous whenever we play against someone, especially
0: as you go up know, against them, Aaron, you know. Yeah. yeah. One takeaway I had early in both of these games was just the pressing defense of Avery Bradley. Early in that um, Phoenix game, it was just evident how uncomfortable Devin Booker was. I had tweeted before the game, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how the Clippers can contain Booker. The majority – well, 35% of his shots are coming from three, and he's making them at a, at a like, 40% clip. Um, and you know what? He just was – ran off the court. Um, Avery Bradley was in his mug all night, and the second Avery came off yeah. the court, then you have Patrick Beverly. And I know that's really the heart of this team right here is those two backcourt defenders. Um, did you see anything you liked from them?
1: You know what? Avery Bradley, I feel like, is always gonna be a great defensive presence, you know, maybe a few nights off here and there. Um, I was actually super impressed with his offense uh coming into this oh, with that gosh. Sacramento game. Uh he's been in kind of a slump, but man, he his shooting was killing it, man. And I think if we get a performance like that from him every night, we're we're staying on top of the Western Conference.
0: Oh yeah. Shooting fifty seven percent from Jeez. three last night on seven attempts. I don't know the last time I saw Avery Bradley put up seven threes in a game, but he was knocking them down. I just felt like everything he was putting up was going in. Um, and I just – you know, I usually have a lot more confidence in Pat Bev, but last night he was he was begging me to put Avery Bradley back in. I'll yeah, be honest I, with you. I mean, uh, save for Montrezl Harrell. And Mike Scott had a good game last night too, but just the Clippers' second unit, they were – They were getting outworked, and that's not something you're used to seeing. You're used to seeing them – they put up 54 points a night, and last night they just could not hang with this Sacramento team.
1: Yeah, and that could be any number of reasons. I won't make up excuses. Maybe it was a slump or something. But, yeah, second unit, not as good as we'd like to see, you know, as we've seen in the past. It was definitely the starters that that took control. Um, And I believe – correct me if I'm wrong – I think eight of our – team players last night were actually in double digit points uh if i'm not correct yes Seven that's or correct like that. don't quote me on that but that's good stuff man that's real good stuff i think the the kings had maybe five in double digits or something like that if uh i remember off the top of my head but
0: well bogdanovich oh, man. was was something last night he's yes, really he is. good man yes he is really coming good off coming off the second unit Scary stuff. Yeah, and Bialitsa too. Bialitsa looked really good. Uh, I know the Clippers had eyes on him in the off and, and we didn't. We didn't get yeah. him, obviously, but he looked like a a player that that would fit in good with this team. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, Sacramento. It's it's been a while.
1: No, it has been a while. I caught one game earlier this season. Uh, I can't remember who it was against. I didn't watch much of it because, no offense, it's the Kings. You know why would I? really want to watch them but uh, yeah who, Josh Jackson <laughs> I want to I don't know who was it it was uh, on the Kings I can't remember but he had a couple late threes there man and I thought that was just gonna pick up their momentum Justin Jackson thank oh you. Justin
0: Jackson yeah Justin Jackson from North Carolina he's uh he's been a really disappointment ever since he came out of college uh his rookie season wasn't anything and you know I was surprised to see him knock down those threes that are getting some kind of value from him which was good um, one thing I saw in the Phoenix game early, what I what I really liked yes. is is Boban in the starting lineup against DeAndre Ayton. I mean DeAndre Ayton's a physical force, man. That guy's huge. He's big, um, but when you put him next to Boban, I don't know. If well, he's here's ever the thing: the that Clippers small. did
1: really well against DeAndre Ayton. Uh, what he didn't score his first field goal until like the fourth quarter. Or something like that. I've noticed DeAndre Ayton likes to shy yes, away from right. contact. And when you have someone like Montrezl Harrell. You know in the post that really really don't shy away from contact. Right. and get very physical. I think that's going to throw. You know that definitely is what threw DeAndre Ayton off. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah gave him a fit. Likely. Um, um, you know. The, the game I saw oh, from Shea it. last night, I, I'll be honest, that was that was the best Shea game I've seen up to this point. And I know he's had bigger scoring performances. I think one game he Against had 19, Portland, yeah. I think that might be his season high, his career high, actually. Yeah, but, you know, he just looked so smart last night. Um, and it was funny, Doc, in the fourth quarter, to calm that team down after the second unit had gone in there and kind of given up the lead. And I think maybe we were only up by five points maybe, but you know, he called on the rookie to calm this team down. And that says a lot because we have a team full of hard-nosed vets and, and for doc to call on the rookie was
1: here. Here's a question for you. I'm curious to get your take on it. Do you think that Shea would still be starting would be a starter if Avery Bradley never got injured?
0: You cut out there. Did you say if Shea, Shea would be a starter, if, if Avery was,
1: if Avery if Avery never got injured, do you think Shea would still be a starter? Or do you think Shea's proved himself in that injury time to now have a permanent spot in the starting lineup?
0: Well, you know, I'm that's a good question. I, I don't know history with uh, with young players, especially rookies, would probably tell that he would be on the bench if, if Avery would have never gotten injured. But it's, it's hard to tell the, the, the way this guy has played, he's really proved himself. And so I don't know if it's reflective of just an opportunity he got, or maybe doc really likes him and, and doc sees something and trusts him like, like the rest of this Clipper nation does. Um, but man, that's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I have an answer for it. Yeah. You
1: know, I'm not sure I was looking for anything specific. I honestly, I don't know whether he'd still be a starter or not. I'd like to keep him in the starting lineup, you know, uh, Patrick,
0: as Yeah, would Patrick I.
1: Beverly has no problem coming off the bench, right? He's not that type of guy to be upset coming off the bench, and I think Shea is a really good uh, presence on both ends of the court. His length really bothers people. He's killing it from the mid-range game, and I think he's getting, as of you know, the last couple of nights, I think he's getting his confidence in the three-point shot. Way team. up.
0: Yes. I think he had two against Phoenix I was really impressed yeah. with. Um, you know, I like the starting back court of – Beverly and, and Bradley, but I just I don't like everything having to run through Tobias and Gallinari. I just don't see enough playmaking with that backcourt, so I like when Shea comes in there. He's able to move the ball, and he has good playmaking ability and, and good driving ability, um, and he's really good, like you said, in that mid-range. Mid he's able to break defenses down yeah. Opportunities for some other guys. Um, not to say that, that Beverly and Bradley don't have offense. We saw Bradley's offense last night, and we've seen Beverly's throughout the season, but just – I don't know if it's as elite as, as Shays is right now.
1: Yeah, and you know what?
0: Uh, maybe last night was a fluke with Bradley. I doubt it,
1: but I just don't think you want to give Bradley and Beverly the ball when it comes down to crunch time. The scores are probably going to be remain Gallo and Tobias, right? So, you know, to maybe switch those good defensive presences back and forth between Bradley and Beverly, I like it. You know, Doc has a lot of options with this. With this Clippers team,
0: he does, and you, and opposing point guards don't really have a chance. You know, you can you can stagger those two and and really just cause fits on the defensive end. It's it's really awesome. Um, Harrell, wow, yes, I, I don't have anything else to say. Just wow, last just night, a, I,
1: I, I gosh, he's better looking than Kenneth Freed when Kenneth Freed was in this stage in his career, Oh, the manimal know? form. Just yeah. That's a good
0: comparison. Monster. I like that. I like that comp. They, they
1: uh, kind of look similar with their hair,
0: you know? Yeah, people. with the dreads. <laughs> um, I don't – he missed one shot, I think, in last yeah, night's one game, if or I'm not two. mistaken, and it didn't come until the very end. He was seven for seven at one point, and I, he went up for a lob and got pushed off balance, somehow finished it off the glass – came up and, and blew a kiss to the, the, feet, uh, the Sacramento that. cloud. I loved it. Yes. That's, that's exactly the energy this Clipper team needs.
1: Yeah. And you know what? We got the W. So when you get the W, you can literally do whatever you want. You know, it, <laughs> the only stat line that matters in the end uh, is my belief. And what a finish seriously. So difficult. I think Tobias maybe threw that lob from half court, and he goes up, gets pushed, finishes it. Um, a few things with Montrez. Sometimes when he's left open at midcourt, he likes to take a long, maybe brain drop or, or teardrop and some sort of weird hook shot. I'd like to see him drive in more. You know, I'd like to. See,
0: I love seeing him drive.
1: Yeah, maybe. You know, I'm not an NBA coach, so maybe there's something else going on. But I'd like to see him push through the defense. There's no doubt his physicality can get him through there, and he's a
0: great finisher. Well, he's a great finisher, but also he's a good free throw shooter. And he gets contact every single time he goes to the basket. And combine that with his great finishing, and it's almost it just seems like every shot that goes in is and one, and he's making them at the line. I, I love it. No, yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. Uh, he'll be a big presence, I think. You know, him and Lou are the only two bench players coming off averaging, what, 15 points a game. And then, yeah, right
0: now, I have some other fun mantras stats if you want to hear them. Blame on me. Uh, really. Yeah, I got top 10 in um in blocks, top 10 in blocks per game. Um, let me let me get these stats pulled up. I, I'm pulling yeah. them off basketball reference here. Um, top 10 in win shares, top 10 in offensive win shares. Uh, you know, this is this is we don't see this from people coming off the bench, we don't have. He's not your typical six man. He's not a Lou Williams or a Jamal Crawford type, where he's coming in and and getting you weird, weird buckets off isolation plays. He's he's just an energy guy, and and the team feeds off of it. And you, it's it's evident every time he steps on the court. No, yeah, you're right. He's he's not the guy
1: you give. He's not Lou Williams in the sense of you give him the ball and say go score. You know, just give the ball to Lou and right. score. He's the guy who's going to make plays. He's going to fight for it. He's going to bring energy, and, you know, he's a man's man. He, he he gets the rebounds. He puts them back up. He just flies through contact. It's, it's great to watch. Seriously, I can't believe Houston gave him up. I bet you the Rockets are just kicking themselves
0: right now over him. Oh, he would be such a good backup to Clint Capella on that team. Or, even you know, in the Nene role, they're yeah. waiting for Nene to get healthy. Uh, he would, yeah – Gosh, the pick and roll with him and Chris Paul, or the pick and roll with him and James Harden. When he dives to the basket, it would, you know that that would just break defenses apart in the space. Maybe they want to be fourteenth in the West. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) fourteenth in the West. Oh, that caught me off guard for a second. That was funny. It's true, though. You know we're talking all these players and we haven't even gotten to Tobias, the play of Tobias Harris and the play of, of Danilo Gallinari and they've been outstanding in the past two wins as well. Oh, heck yeah. I, I'm going to say this now, put it on record, the best pair
1: of forwards in the game right now, I think most consistent, uh,
0: consistent. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you and I shared the, uh, what is it? The article on Facebook talking about their shooting percentages, where they're able to score. I was looking at their scoring map. It's great stuff. Oh my gosh. Gallos killing it from three. From three. I think he's third in the NBA right now.
0: I think he's shooting better from three than he is finishing He is.
1: at, at, at rim. He's
0: he's he's on a tear and you know what the thing with Tobias in this last game was, he didn't even have to put his feet on put his foot on the gas until late and that's when he made his presence known. I think he had 12 points in into the fourth quarter alone. Um Just yeah. really sealing the the victory. He knows when when his team needs it, and that's I mean, early, um, there's a lot of times he'll get it going early and he you know, he had twenty, I think in the first quarter, uh, not too long ago, I can't remember who it was against. But then you have games like the Portland game where he just has his foot on gas the whole time and then against against Sacramento just when they needed it most. in the fourth quarter he came up clutch.
1: Let, let me ask you this. You, I think you might agree with this. This is definitely a team that thrives in the fourth quarter. This is a fourth quarter team. Absolutely. And I believe Lob City was never that team. I always... No. I, they were never a fourth quarter team. And this is absolutely... The most important of the four quarters is obviously the fourth. And this is a team that gets it done in those last 12 minutes.
0: I love it. You know, I'm confident if this team was behind five points going into the fourth quarter, I'm confident that they, they win the game. Um, let alone hold a lead. When this team goes into the fourth quarter with a lead, they know how to protect it. They have guys like Lou Williams that can get you buckets in the fourth quarter. Um, Tobias is, is always hot. Um, Gallo Gallo can get you a bucket almost any time, And he comes up so timely with those three point shots. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean,
0: and then Harold, you know, when they, I love the starters minus Gortat, and instead of Gortat, they put in Harrell. That lineup, to me, is just one of the best. Um, I put that five against almost any five in the NBA. Absolutely. You know, I don't have any of the st- – I wanted, I wanted to c- come at you with stats from that lineup, but I just – I wasn't prepared for it. It's kind of impromptu. No, it's all good. Um, one thing I was going to bring up, I think
1: it was the Memphis game. Weren't we down – by like 9 or 10 with two minutes left, and it came back to tie it. Yes, we were. Amazing. Yes, we were. Uh, A few other teams, I think, might have just given up like that. You're know, you down by 10, two minutes left. Some might let off the gas a little. This team's going to push through, and uh, thank you to Gallo for making those clutch uh, free throws, three of them. Um, I actually turned my volume down and closed my eyes through those free throws. I was so nervous. (laughs) Uh, if he was gonna miss it, uh, but he made it, so I'm glad about that. But um, uh, I have a question for you, kind of. Yeah. Uh, what do you think coming into Dallas this Sunday? Dallas is kind of on a hot streak right now. Luca's they are killing it. And what about DeAndre? Is he gonna? I don't want to call it a revenge game, but maybe uh, oh, this is my former team, so kind of you know play a bit harder game. I don't know what what are your thoughts uh. on this upcoming Dallas game?
0: You know Luca scares me that Heck guy yeah. is a professional He epitomizes the word professional, and it's his first year in the league his his experience in the Euro league was just i I think that was invaluable i you know guys coming out of college after one year don't have the experience that he does. He's played against men for his whole teenage yeah. life. He knows how to hit a clutch bucket. his step back three I mean he might as well pass oh yeah. Absolutely. Houston did you see
1: no I did from the corner
0: yes amazing. oh man
1: um, amazing how old is he what 20 years old 2021 20, or something like that I, I don't think he's 21 like that. yeah
0: I think he's he's 20 years old he might actually be 19 uh, I'll find out after we record this um insane but insane who I worry about most for Dallas I I, I don't really like the rest of their roster um DeAndre, I think I don't think he's had that great of a season other than stealing rebounds from Luca. Yeah, shoving uh, him out of the way. I've seen uh, that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, you know I I don't worry about this Dallas team other than Luca. I think he has the ability to get hot, and he doesn't. You know he makes such an impact on the game um, without even scoring his the angles he sees uh, his passing is is just off the charts. Um, but I think I think the combination of maybe Avery Brad. Yeah, could really slow him down maybe if we had a help,
1: but yeah I was wondering where Luke has been man I haven't really
0: heard much about his injury lately no I haven't either I don't know when we bring him back I don't know what he does to the offense if he if he slows us down a bit I like him on the defensive end but I just I worry what the offense looks like with with too many defensive guys that that can't really score at will
1: Absolutely, I'd be. I'm wondering if he, when he comes back, is he coming off the bench? Is absolutely. Be, yeah, I I hope so. That would be my ideal uh, lineup, but who knows what Doc is going to do. I don't think um,
0: Doc's going to mess with that that starting rotation too yeah. much more throughout the season, barring any injuries.
1: You're right, and I'd actually uh, on the Mavericks. There's one other player i'm a little worried about and it's because i read a stat today bleacher report came out with their power rankings today and i was reading about the mavericks jj borea <laughs> has a yeah he has a plus 24 for the team when he's on the court and when he's off they're
0: at a minus 14 jj borea i that guy's gonna die in a, in a mavericks uniform i'm convinced he is um yeah he's one of those veterans that that just he knows he what to the do difference. exactly yeah. You know, like the Clippers, we have a lot of guys that just don't suck. When you look at teams, you can always say, oh, players, that guy sucks. You don't look at anybody on the Clippers and say, that guy sucks. And it's the same thing with J.J. Barea. He doesn't suck, and and there's so much value to that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So if I had to worry really about two or three players, it's obviously Luca, J.J., and DeAndre. And even DeAndre – maybe I feel like Montrez can give him a hard time. I don't know. I think he, I think he'd destroy Gortat in a matchup. Right. It yeah. Would agree. I would agree. Yeah. So I don't know, but we'll see. I really, I can't make any predictions right now. Cause I, it's so up in the air in my head
0: for so. me. I'm a little more concerned. I mean, we're going to, that's going to be another back to back there. Uh, we have, we have Dallas on Sunday and then, New Orleans on Monday and that New Orleans team I think Anthony yes. Davis might feast on our on our forwards. That that's the one I'm worried about. I think if that that's where the streak might end
1: for us. Yeah, and you know what there's a Clippers group I'm in on Facebook and they, they posted the last 10 ga- their our next 10 games and they're asking uh, what's our record going to be over the next 10 games? I was very optimistic. I said 8 and 2 and the only reason you know, actually, in my heart, I believe we're going 10-0 because I, I truly believe this Clippers team can beat any team in the league. But, you know, given it's a tough schedule, 8-2, and two, and I think New Orleans might be one of those two just because of the schedule coming off from the Mavericks. And who knows if Anthony Davis is just going to suddenly kick it into high gear, you know?
0: Well, we have, let's see, we have New Orleans. We have Dallas. We have Memphis. Those are our next three. Those are tough. All three of those are tough outs. Not one of those is a give me, Um, but then next Saturday we'll have the heat um, at home. And I think that's, that's, that's a feel good game. I think that's a game that you get your confidence back. If you go two and one in those games or one and two, Um, and then the sun's again on Monday. So, those are, those are going to be two good games to, to gain this confidence back and I think regain your standing. The thing that worries me with this Clippers team is if you lose two games, which I think there's we're, we're susceptible. Any team is susceptible to losing two in a row, three in a row maybe. Um, how tight the West is, I just don't want to fall down in these, in these rankings at all.
1: Yeah, I think if we lose any amount of games in a row, I think that's going to kill us. I think we could afford to lose one maybe win one or two in between Uh, that's fine you know I think I said at the first podcast I go into every season you know thinking you know we're gonna lose some we're not gonna go 82 and zero we're gonna lose some but I think it might be the spacing of our losses that will keep us up there if that makes sense
0: yeah no I think um I, I think you're absolutely right with that I there's, there's games you got to pencil in as losses because right, like you said, you're not going to go 82 and O. Yeah. Um, just hopefully at the end of at the end of the season, the number of W's outweigh the uh, number of L's. So we'll hope for that. We have the, the Raptors next week as well, or maybe two weeks from now, the de- December 11th. I'm really looking forward to that yes. game. Um, not only because the Raptors are good, but I want to see Kawhi in Staples center and I want to see how the crowd reacts. I'm going to try and make it to that game. Um, you know, that's that's going to be Kawhi's quote-unquote yeah. homecoming. Come home, Kawhi. Come home. Come home.
1: So uh, maybe changing subjects a little. Freaking Charles Barkley, dude. No, no respect, man. No. <laughs> no
0: respect, man. Put some respect some on respect name. Put some respect on the name, man. Come on, Chuck. Uh, what did he say? He said that he thinks it's going to take 47 wins to get into the the playoffs in the West this year, and I don't disagree with that. Um but I, I disagree with him that the Clippers can't get to 47 yeah. wins. Yes. I mean, do you envision this Clippers team really losing, what, 30 more games? No,
1: I, I don't see it. I I don't really see us keeping the exact same pace or keeping now. I Sure, think techni- that's I think fair. Technically right now, if we were to keep the exact same pace, it'd be, what, 58 wins or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think that's what we're on pace for, which is crazy for yeah, this team. Yeah,
1: I don't see us winning 58 wins, but I definitely see us in the 50s, right? Whether oh, absolutely. Exactly 50, 51, 52, something around there. I see that, and that gets us a good spot in the Western Conference. That really does.
0: You know, for me, Vegas had our total at 39 yeah. wins this season. That that was a slap in the absolutely. face. I thought even even before the season – started I thought you know we're we're gonna get over 39 wins it it doesn't take much to get to 40 wins we got 40 wins last season I think this group was better than we were last season we had continuity and I don't think it's a stretch to say that we make the playoffs I told you I have I have a bet that the Clippers get in the playoffs I put money on that I stand by it and you know Chuck likes to make outrageous statements so I always take anything he says with a grain of salt but you know Last night's broadcast really pissed me off. It was a TNT game. Um, it just seemed like the whole time, well, not to mention Reggie Miller couldn't even pronounce Shay's last name. It just was Gilgis Alexander, Gilgis Alexander. So that was pissing me off. And then I'm getting pissed off. It seemed like, I, I don't know, it, the whole time the Clippers were ahead and they made it seem like every time the Kings did something, they lost their damn mind. <laughs>
1: I don't no, know. dude, you're exactly right. There's no respect for this Clippers team right now on any broadcast, on any social media, anywhere. I think I've said it before. I love going through the comments on Facebook and Instagram and all that. I love seeing what people have to say. No one's talking about us. No one's giving us the respect uh, we deserve. And I hate seeing so many highlights from the team we play that we beat.
0: I I don't want to that we beat exactly. I don't get you know it. how
1: many Kings highlights I saw last night. You know, outside of you know, the Clippers oh. page, because obviously I follow all the Clippers pages, outside of that bleacher report, ESPN, TNT, SportsCenter, there are, I feel like, way more Kings posts than there were Clippers. And you know what? Oh my Go gosh. For it. You know what? I don't even care. Like, it's like what Lou Williams said let him sleep on us. It's all good. We're going to keep winning. We're going to keep doing our thing.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I was just a little frustrated last night watching the game. Um, I I don't know. I I like listening to um who do I like listening to? Gosh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Ralph Waller and, and Corey McGetty, those are my favorite. Um so any anytime there's a nationally broadcast game, I I will yeah. just turn on Fox Sports and listen to Ralph. Um but unfortunately I didn't have the option last night. I think last night it was um who did we have? We had was it Mo- I know we had Reggie Miller, but who who else was it? Oh Kenny it Harlan? was um
1: I don't know. It was, uh, who's the one chick? Gosh, name starts the name. I can't remember. Uh, I was frustrated like you. I don't, besides Reggie Miller, who's also from Riverside, I believe. Shout out to the
0: hometown. Yeah, he is. I think it was Kevin Harlan. Yes, Kevin Harlan. He went up, he goes, there's a fox in the chicken coop. And I was like, really? They're still losing the game. Just look at the scoreboard. Come on. I know. I, I don't know. And that
1: was all over social media yesterday still annoying
0: it's okay they t- they went home with the l yeah that's all i care it,
1: about it's all good let them let them do whatever we're winning we're number one it's all good
0: um i mean let's go back to chuck's comments so what do you think it's going to take um after seeing a few more games since we recorded our first podcast to to keep this sustainability um and and, and make that playoff push what 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 more do you need to see from this team consistency
1: I don't know if we could just keep our you know scoring averages our assist and our rebound averages up our rebounds are not as good as I'd like to see I don't know how you teach rebounds I think maybe it's just a natural thing knowing you know a good spot to be in I'd like to see better rebounds but let's keep this team consistent right let's keep Gallo and Tobias like right. crazy let's have Harrell and Williams just doing good off the bench and the other guys will follow Mike Scott has had some great games Avery uh, is obviously having some great games Boban I think gets like a double double in the first 10 minutes of play whenever he's playing
0: (laughs) every time he plays you know
1: as long as our key guys those four that I named at the beginning are doing what they need to do the other guys are going to fit perfectly into their role and we're just going to keep going you know so I think the name of the game is obviously consistency
0: Right now we're top 10 in the league in rebounding. We're, we're sitting in ninth place. Last night we were out-rebounded, um, I think, by 10 total rebounds by the Kings, and so it was kind of crazy that we were still in that game. We played a, a lot of, I'll call it smaller ball, um, with, with Montrez in there, less minutes from Gortat, and so I, I think that's why we were a little more susceptible. Um, but generally, I mean, Gortat's a beast on the boards, and, and Harrell's good on the boards. I think when Tobias gets a double-double, it's, it's over, I think, yeah. in games where Tobias has at least like 20 and 10. I, I don't know what the what our record is, but I would say we've won most of those games.
1: Yeah, no, and I agree with absolutely everything you just said.
0: It's kind of crazy. We're doing this all without a guy who's averaging over like seven, seven, uh, seven assists. No one on our team, our leader in assists right now is Lou Williams. I you think. want to take a guess? Yeah, I was going to say it was Lou Williams at 4.2 assists per game which is crazy um we're just everyone though is at least getting one or one or two assists um it's all it's an all-around effort uh, team basketball with man. team i think in every aspect yeah there's no so, i mean doc said we don't have a superstar it's true we don't have a superstar yeah, we just have a bunch of good guys they're all
1: unselfish you know
0: right it, it's like uh,
1: the, the classic spurs oh, man. Yeah. unselfish basketball well, it's uh it reminds me of a uh, the movie Hoosiers, man. You know the, you know, if five pa- what was it? five passes before a shot or something like that.
0: Five passes before a shot, uh, you yeah. know,
1: that's impossible to do every possession, I think, but I think for the most part we're doing pretty good at that. You know, we're playing some Hoosier basketball. No disrespect to the Indiana Pacers. I think they were wearing their their Hoosiers uh jerseys last night. Hick- Hickory, Hickory High, yeah, but uh you know, play like that, that wins games.
0: Well, yeah, man, every time you – I mean, every extra pass, you just create a shot, a better a better look. I think there was one – Yeah, we got an extra pass somewhere, and I think maybe it was Mike Scott made the extra pass, and I'm trying to recall, um, but it led to a, like a wide-open three, and I was like, that's the basketball we need to play. That's the brand of basketball. If all these guys can commit to that, I, I don't have any doubts about this team. No, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, good stuff. Okay, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking basketball with me. I always appreciate it. Um, hope to have you back soon. I know we've always been talking about, yeah, you can come on if, if someone bails out or if you want me to jump on, I'll jump on. But I really like having you on here, man. I think the people like having you on here and the name of this game is give the people what they they want.
1: And you know what? Oh man, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I actually think I have more fun on this podcast than my own podcast. I love movies. I love talking movies. I love having my friends. I love all that. But you know what? There's just a different passion with the Clippers basketball right now, and I love it. So, yeah, I'll I'll be here. I'll be here.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you soon, man. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you yeah. later. Bye, everyone. Bye. That was Brandon Hodges of The Common Critic. You can find him on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere, anywhere podcasts are distributed. Uh, make sure to check out his latest episode of – common critic as they review spider-man 3 uh i know spider-man 3 holds a special spot in my heart i remember seeing that at a movie premiere with my dad long ago uh yeah emo emo spider-man doesn't get enough credit so shout out to toby mcguire and and emo spider-man make sure to listen to brandon and subscribe to his podcast as well don't forget to subscribe to the on the mass podcast if you like what you heard we're putting out clipper content every week we're putting out nba content as much as we can um Make sure to rate and review us. Let us know what we can work on, anything anything else you want to hear. I'm sorry if the quality wasn't as good today. I'm not sure what was going on with that. We're recording in the same spot as usual, same equipment. Uh, so sorry about that, guys. But uh, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you're you're looking forward to tuning in to some more Clipper games. I hope you're enjoying seeing these Ws. I know I am. Um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter at Clipper Podcast. That's Clipper, no S, podcast. Um, yeah, make sure to give me a follow. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, please let me know what we can work on, man. I'm trying to make this podcast better every week, and and uh, I want to have guests on as well. So if you're a Clipper fan and you know basketball and you and, and you want to get on a podcast or you've ever thought about getting on a podcast, make sure to shoot me a direct message on my Twitter or message me on Anchor. Um, yeah, and I'd love to get you on, man. We can we can set something up, and, and you can talk some Clipper basketball with us. Uh, for this week, I'm Steven. This is On The Mast. See you guys.